Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Marketing Mini Bytes podcast. Today, I've got the pleasure of speaking to Mira Gokani, who's the Marketing Director at Marriott International. It was really great to talk to her about all the things from nuances of different markets to all the things she's gotten up to over the COVID period, as well as the key projects and learnings that she's taken away from that. I thought it was really insightful to get an understanding of, of what's come up for her in the next year and really just get under the skin of what uh, marketing in hotels is really like. So here's the episode. Great. Hello and uh, welcome back to the Marketing Mini Bites. Uh, today I'm joined by Mira Gokani, who works for Marriott. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. How's things going? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, busy, but getting back um, to a little bit of normality, which is great. So yeah, all good, thank you. Awesome, yeah, it's certainly um, a, a hopeful way of thinking. Sometime in the future we'll be at a stage where normality resumes, but a lot has changed, hasn't it, over, over lockdown? You know, people are working from home and it, it seems like it's going to be a bit of a permanent trend for some people. I think so. I think that this is going to be the new way and kind of new norm of working for quite some time now, although I'm not sure about you, but I'm actually really looking forward to kind of just getting back into a bit of normality and just getting, yeah, getting going again. Um, but, yeah. uh, but at the same time, I'm enjoying the hybrid way of working for now. Absolutely. There's, there's definitely pros and cons, isn't there, of, of being around people, being in the office, but also having that time to get your head down and being able to work anytime, anywhere, really, which I think is yeah massively important. So... The whole uh, Marketing Advice podcast is around people in marketing and, and kind of getting some really kind of in, really interesting insights from people. You, you work for Marriott. Kind of, what do you do there and, and kind of how, how did you get that role? Sure, yeah. So I work for Marriott International. I work for our corporate office based in London. Um, my current role is director for our digital field marketing structure across Europe, Middle East and Africa. Um, I have been with the company um, for around seven and a half years, I want to say. So I started out in Dubai and at the time I was working for Starwood Hotels and Resorts. Um, and during my tenure with them, um, they were acquired by Marriott which has um, been um, great and a journey in itself. So I started out as digital marketing manager um, back in 2014. Um, and since then, between the Middle East um, and most recently um, in Europe, um, I have yeah evolved evolved my role in, into director for digital field marketing. Awesome. And uh, I can imagine it's quite a varied role. Do you get to do a lot of travel around the place or is it quite sort of centralised in, in just kind of one location? So I used to, pre, uh, pre-COVID, um, dare I say the, the C word, um, I used to get to travel quite a lot and I'd always be on a plane or train every single week, which was um, really fun, really tiring. Um, now, not so much. So things have obviously um, calmed down a lot um, since last year. So since last March, I actually haven't traveled for business, but I assume um, when things start to get back to normal and it's a little bit easier to travel, um, we'll get back on the road again. Awesome. Sounds good. And, and how did you get into the world of marketing? Was there a certain thing that kind of clicked or did you, it's just something you stumbled across or did you, did you study at university? How, what kind of made you think, gosh, I really want to go into specifically marketing? Um, it was actually a, a bit of a happy accident, actually. I um, studied law at university and um, that was always going to be the kind of uh, dream to, to go into law. Um, and then just after university, I didn't fancy doing my postgrad 
right away. Um, so I landed a role as business man- business and marketing um, manager for a GP um, provider company. So I was working for the NHS. Um, and it was there that I gravitated more towards marketing and digital marketing. So that role was actually a real mixed bag, but great out of a university because I was doing legal policies, but I was also doing accounts. And then I was also doing marketing and digital. So it was there when I was like, right, okay, the marketing bit is, is a bit of me. And, and that's how it really started. Yeah, that's awesome. It's almost like a hybrid role, isn't it? That kind of fell into a bit more of a marketing role in some regards. And I think that's probably how a lot of people will probably be able to echo those thoughts and that, you know, you're never really going to know something until you just try it for the first time and give it a go. Um, you know, even if it's not something, you know, you have a degree in or, you know, something like that. if you've got an interest in it and a passion for it, that kind of shines through no matter what, doesn't it? So, yeah, that's uh, that's great. What, what's your favorite part of working for Marriott then? If you, if you have to kind of come up with a couple of ideas, say these are the great reasons to work for the company. What, what do you enjoy most about your role? One of our principles is um, putting associates first. Um, and actually, I work with a really large team. Um, and it's a you know variety of people based in multiple locations. So I definitely think that that is great because you get to learn so much about so many different markets and countries and cultures and traditions. So I think that's really um, one of the kind of big things that I really enjoy. And then the other thing is hotel and travel. As cliche as it sounds, I love traveling and I love staying in hotels. So, um, yeah, putting those two um, together as a combination is, um, yeah, two of, the, two of the great things. Absolutely. I definitely can echo those thoughts. There's nothing better than staying away for a conference in a nice hotel somewhere. <laughs> exactly. So on the back of that, I guess, do you have with your teams, are they based all over your locations or do you have kind of a centralized team somewhere? And if, if it's more spread out, how do you manage that team? So we used to actually have um, a local team, so uh, just a, a team based out of um, London that would uh, service the whole of Europe. We've gone more into localization. That was something that we recognised just because of language and, like I said, culture and tradition. Um, I think is really important to have people in, on the ground. So um, now we actually have multiple teams. So from the UK to Dubai to South Africa to Eastern Europe there we've, we've there's a whole mixed bag and that's really great um, it's hard to stay connected but I think one of the things that we've learned um, in the last 18 months or so is actually nothing seems too far when you've got the likes of teams and zoom and whatsapp and and things like that so I think it's just about making sure we're staying connected in one way or another be it via whatsapp or just a team's call um, so it yeah. doesn't feel like everyone's so far away and then like i said as soon as travel resumes and you know it's not as complicated um being able to kind of get out and um, jump on a flight for a few days um, to, to be with the teams will be great definitely it's quite an attractive proposition when you think about being able to to contact someone german so as part of my other role at ao i work with uh, uk divisions and german divisions and it is i've talked strangely enough since covid i've talked to the german team a hundred percent more than i would have done before but just because of our use of teams it's something we'd never used before and when you're having yeah. a chat with someone, you literally click one button and someone from around the world can jump into that call pretty instantly, which I think is, yeah, it's fascinating. I'm surprised no one's really done it at such a big scale as it was before. So it's definitely going to change things. But I think one thing we're right, realizing now that we're slowly coming back to the office is that there's that definite hybrid way of working. If there's half the people in the office, there might be half the people working from home. And how do you set that up and what who's whose computers are on mute and who's there on the speaker. So it can be quite complex. And I think a lot of businesses are going to have to think about how they set up for that way and how they set up for meetings in the best way. But it's all kind of, uh, yeah, exciting times for sure, because we've never kind of had it this way before. 
Exactly. I think we've with Marriott, we've actually have been accustomed to it a little bit. So nothing was it wasn't too much of a shock because our um, global teams are all um, based out of um, just outside Washington, D.C. Um, so we've always had that kind of connectivity with them and the likes of Skype and Teams. But actually now I'm finding I find it really strange when, um, you know, I was having a one to one with one of my direct reports earlier. And actually she's based in London. Um, and I was like, this is so strange. We should have just gone into the office and, you know, had a good catch up. But I think, like you said, this is a new 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 way of working new norm now that we're just gonna have to get used to yeah I definitely had a meeting or a number of meetings where the person or people I was in a meeting with were actually in the same building (laughs) just because it's easier to just put on a pair of headphones and and, uh, kind of go for it but I do think there's that element of yeah let's get our heads together in a physical room because then you have that chat as well that you know this the coffee side chat that you wouldn't necessarily have I think on teams in some cases you know the meetings are for meetings sake and you don't necessarily have that chance to catch up in any kind of real depth so yeah definitely a hybrid approach will be um, really really important so when you're kind of working through all of your kind of day-to-day is there anything that you really particularly enjoyed the most in terms of channels any kind of um, exciting projects you've got on the go or kind of go-to kind of strategies that you're working on I think um, yeah a a variety Um, coming back to kind of localization I think that's really interesting and um, something that that's really key for us at the moment um so making sure that actually not only are our language translations on point but actually our systems are built for um that as well so again just an example um an arabic website would be very differently coded to an english website and um, i think figuring that out and figuring out those nuances um is something that that's um, super exciting and actually when you achieve that milestone it's great so actually um language and, and localization for us is definitely priority yeah, I can imagine for sure. And that sounds great. And, and for you as well, personally, so I know through lockdown, um, you, you set up your own digital marketing agency, a period where you were furloughed. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So um, just um, as um, obviously we all went into lockdown, as you can imagine, all of our hotels closed down. So I was on furlough for around three and a half to four months. Um, and the first first few weeks were great because it was like, oh my gosh, we've never had this time off before. <laughs> you know, a lot of decluttering, a lot of baking, exactly what everyone was doing. And then I got to a point of I was actually really bored um, and twiddling my thumbs. So um, I set up my um, digital marketing agency, A2Me, at the time. And it was really, really just to kind of help out um, a few um, like ad hoc clients here and there. I always had people asking me for advice on digital marketing. Um, So this was a way of just formalizing it. But also I wanted to help out other people that were in a similar situation for me, um, a similar situation as me, sorry. because they, you know, there was so much great talent out there. And unfortunately, a lot of people were out of work. So I thought this was a really great way of kind of helping those people um, get paid work and also then being able to offer affordable digital marketing to Mm. clients that were shifting their strategy, which may not have necessarily been online first or digital first. So I think it was a really great um, opportunity um, for, you know, both sides. Definitely. I think definitely the way that agencies are working these days has evolved so much. I think back in the day, you might have a company where kind of all their activity would go to an agency, whereas now it's almost more project led or or more temporary in some regards where, you know, someone will need some resource now and they'll need it for a certain project for a certain time and they'll need a certain bit of resource that, you know, companies like yours would have been able to help at the time. I think, you know, particularly looking back at my own experience, there is that kind of need out there in the market right now for, you know, for people across the digital skill sets, whether that be 
PPC SEO affiliates. And it really is um, an employee market at the moment. There's a, there's a lot of demand for it. Um, so, you know, when, when the likes of a business needs some digital expertise, it can be quite hard to kind of sift through tons of CVs or sift through tons of websites that are offering you people and tons of recruiters when all you need is a project to be done and a hard deadline to hit that in. So I guess you work with a lot of freelancers on that basis then or have done in the past. How's that? Um, what's it working with freelancers? Is it like, is it different to kind of normal employees and how do you bring them all together to kind of meet those deadlines and hit those projects running? Yeah, it's been it's been great actually. I mean, I when when working with freelancers, I haven't found it really um, any different to working with um, like full time fixed term employees. I think it just you know when when A to Me was set up, everyone was so eager to get involved, get have have work available, um, and so um, I think it just d- depended in terms of what the project was, what skills that I needed, um, and you know it's it's very clear when someone's um, kind of got a, a kind of wide range of digital marketing skills or there's some you know someone's specialist in terms of seo or ppc so i think it was just about making sure we had the right freelancer for the right project um and uh, yeah so so i definitely say it was it was a great experience and what would you say is you're kind of looking back at 2020 when you know things were the way they were was there any kind of one nugget of information to say is a bit of a, a bit of a takeout or your biggest learning of 2020 yeah, I think the the one thing that was the biggest biggest learning, and it's and it's always been actually, it's really carried me through my career as well. Is in term, it's cha- like change management. You know, change is mm. constant. If there's one thing that you're gonna have to get used to, it's change. And I think if you can deal with that. Um, and, and manage that, um, then you'll be able to succeed with anything. You know, I, I had to literally had no idea that I was going to be fur- furloughed and I'd, everything kind of flipped upside down. And so that's where A to Me was born. And then a few months later, you know, getting called back to work um, four days a week and then five days a week. Again, it's change, you know, and you've just yeah. got to get back and adapt to that way of working. So I think that's definitely my biggest takeaway. Awesome. De- I'd definitely say that change is the only like consistent part of life, really, isn't it? As long as you're prepared for anything, then you can be you hit anything at kind of full speed. So that is definitely some good advice, especially now more than anything, whilst businesses are getting back on their feet and, and going full steam ahead again. It's, it's, you know, now you're kind of full steam ahead at Maria. It's probably been quite a, a tough year, obviously. But but thinking forwards, kind of what's what's next for you and what's what's next for Maria? Are there any kind of key things that you're looking forward to in 2021 and beyond? I think for 2021 and beyond, it's really about getting our hotels open again, getting people um, traveling again. Obviously, we can't dictate that. It depends on what's happening, what restrictions we have in place. So it's almost, um, again, this is where change change comes in and I'm actually quite looking forward to it because, you know, one day it could be Malta's on the green list. So actually it's all, you know, all guns blazing for making sure our destination marketing for Malta is on point. You know, the next thing we know it's, okay, US travelers are allowed back in again. Okay, how do we adapt um, that? So actually it's making it very fun. It's, it's keeping us on our toes and obviously we need to we need to make sure we have the ability to adapt quite quickly. Um, but I think that that's going to be the foreseeable future for quite some time now. So I think, um, I, you know, I, I'm excited by it. And actually as long as we can keep on top of things, I think we'll um, be set up for success. Great stuff. It definitely sounds exciting within the kind of the hotel industry generally as it, it kind of picks back up for sure. When when you're looking at yourself, are there any kind of things that you stay on top of t- when you're trying to learn the latest trends? Is there any podcasts or books or conferences that you kind of would call out as, as ones worth attending? 
So um, actually, it's it's a real mixed bag. Um, it was really funny. We were doing a team meeting um, a couple of weeks ago, and, um, and we were asked exactly the same question. And, what, and this sounds really funny, but one of the places that I actually find um, a lot of tips, trends, and just you know keeping up to speed is TikTok. And it's way it, you know I'm, I'm far too old for TikTok. However, honestly, I learn so much um, because there is just so much content on there. Even if it's a small tip about uploading PDFs on Canva, for example, I know it's really tiny. Um, but actually, there is so much information. And me as a person, I'm, I'm quite visual. So um, it's a great way for me to kind of be skimming stuff um, and learning bits and bobs. Um, so that's definitely one. Um, and then again, LinkedIn, I'm constantly on LinkedIn, constantly reading articles um, and, and Skift as well. Um, so I think they're probably my top three. I, I can definitely appreciate the whole um, TikTok vibe and it's taken off so much in the last few years. Do, do you kind of search for content specifically or do you almost let that content find you? that makes sense yeah I think I've, I've searched for it in the past and now my um my feed is curated to, for exactly obviously how I want it oh, to nice. be um but I, I mean I'm sure if I started searching for specific digital marketing tips and trends I would find it mm. anyway but yeah to your point it's definitely finding me and I, I'm lapping it up and you know yeah. sharing it with yeah. um uh, teams on whatsapp and whatnot so it's, it's a really great platform Great. It's one of those algorithms, isn't it, where if you if you if you watch three cat videos, then you're probably going to be bombarded with with a hundred more the next time you switch it on. So it's all depending yeah. on what you view. And uh, yeah, I know some people use it for social. A lot of people actually do use it to to kind of find out really valuable information. It helps as well, like you said, because it's so visual and it's almost learning mm -hmm. by doing in some regards. So um, yeah, I'm, I've tried to read a few books. I've not been very good at it. So it's a definitely it's something I'll go away and look at for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for your time today, Mir. It's been great talking to you on the Marketing Mini Bytes podcast. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll catch up in the future. Thanks for your time. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks again for joining us on the Marketing Mini Bytes podcast today. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I thought it was really, really insightful. And hopefully for you guys, there's some really good marketing insight and takeaways for you to go away, action and explore. If you're watching on any of the social medias, please do like, subscribe and, and share. If you're watching on Apple, please do leave a rating as well because it definitely helps us get that exposure and reach that we need to create more episodes. So until next Wednesday, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.